Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. The following sermon was delivered by Reverend Laurel Gray on September 22, 2019. For information and links to readings or other materials referenced in the sermon, please check the show notes. It's so lovely having all of you here today as we talk about new beginnings. So last August, not this past one, but a year ago, I was fresh out of graduate school and starting my first job as a minister. And so I thought I had a pretty good handle on new beginnings. I had just moved to Massachusetts was preparing to meet my first congregation. Fall was coming. The school year was about to begin. Rosh Hashanah was around the corner. New beginnings all around. And then I went to the bookstore in downtown Concord one day while I was exploring my new home. And I happened upon this book called Transitions, Making Sense of Life's Changes by William Bridges. So I flipped through it. And there was a whole section on new beginnings. Perfect, I thought. Except it was the last section in the book. So I brought it home. And incidentally, I actually had to read this book again a few weeks ago for a UUA training. So it's it's a good thing to read. And in the book, Bridges essentially makes the argument that transitions consist of three stages. There's an ending, a neutral zone, and then the beginning comes last. In the preface, he says this quote, change is situational. Transition is psychological. It is the inner reorientation and self-redefinition that you have to go through in order to incorporate changes into your life. Without a transition, a change, is just a rearrangement of the furniture, end quote. And that gave me pause. I had wanted to check new beginning off my to-do list the moment I unpacked my final moving box. And yet part of me knew that wasn't really the way things worked. A new beginning is something much deeper than a change of address or circumstance. Our sense of ourselves changes. I have moved a lot in the last decade, and I have found that there's this burst of excitement to be in a new place. Morning has broken, right? And then there's the realization that you don't know how to get to the grocery store. Or there's the striking absence of the community and place you left behind. We have to learn a new way of being in the world. We realize that we are unmoored. I moved to San Francisco after college, and I remember being totally disoriented for months because moving from the East Coast to the West Coast meant that the ocean was suddenly on the opposite side of me, so I didn't know which way was north. (laughs) I felt physically lost even as I began to know my way around. This happens with the school calendar, too. I'm sure many of you are experiencing this. There's the buildup of starting the new year, of starting kindergarten, 
or moving your youngest child into their college dorm the first day of school, and then you have to learn how to be a kindergartner or drive back home and face an empty nest. We expect the beginning to come first and then are left with the actual process of transition. Something has ended. We have left some version of ourselves behind, and yet the shift to who we will be hasn't really happened yet. This is the neutral zone before a new beginning, the space of disorientation and loneliness, confusion and wilderness, the growing edge. We have to do the work of self-transformation ourselves, and it is painful, but it is also holy. The space between is sacred. As I reflected on these three stages, the ending, the neutral middle, and then the new beginning, I was reminded of the wisdom of the high holidays in the Jewish calendar and Holy Week in the Christian calendar. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, is next Sunday, and it marks the beginning of the high holy days, which end with Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. This is one of the most important times in the Jewish calendar, and it lasts for 10 days. Referred to as both the days of repentance and the days of awe, it is a time for reflecting, for making amends. It is the neutral zone, liminal time. And this all comes to a culmination on Yom Kippur, a day spent in temple fasting and praying. It is said that on that day, God inscribes each person's name into a book, sealing their fate for the next year. It is after the wandering and the reflecting, the release of the past, it is after this that the new beginning becomes possible. In the Christian calendar, this wisdom that death and a time of emptiness precede new life is held in the story of Easter. One of the moments I find most poignant and beautiful in the Holy Week liturgy is the stripping of the altar. I worked at the University Church at Yale and being there was the first time I experienced Holy Week. So I sat stunned as the flowers and the fabric and candles were removed from the altar as the congregation sat holding the silence. The lights were turned out and we were left in the stillness and shadow of the sanctuary. I was raised in a fairly humanist UU congregation and I had gone to seminary knowing rather little about Christianity, so I never really understood Easter. And it was in that moment of watching the ministers remove everything that the loss that comes before new life became real to me. It's like the last walk through an old apartment after everything is gone. What has ended becomes clear. There is no turning back and it can be devastating. In the space between death and resurrection, on Holy Saturday, after Jesus had died and been buried, the disciples didn't know what would come next. 
They couldn't see the new beginning on the horizon, couldn't imagine what it might be like. The experience of transition is one of utter disorientation. And that's actually a good thing. I have found it is not a fun thing or a particularly joyful thing, but there is holiness and wholeness and healing in the waiting, or at least there can be. In Transitions, Bridges points out that, quote, the Hebrew word for wilderness, in which Jesus, Moses, and Buddha spent time during critical periods of their lives, is the same word that means sanctuary. This unmappable nowhere was holy ground, he writes. Last year, I served as the ministerial intern at First Parish in Concord, which in our denomination is the space between school ending and life as a minister beginning. It is a time when our identity changes from student to minister. We become something different. And now in this new season, I join all of you here as your new minister. This is the beginning. And I found in life that people are very curious about how or why one would choose such an unusual career. It is a joy and an honor to be joining you this, and this congregation as your minister. So I'd like to tell you the story of how this journey started. After college, I moved to San Francisco thinking I wanted to be a wedding planner. It didn't go well. I had studied the sociology of religion in college and had worked in various creative jobs during the summers, so I thought it was the perfect combination of my skills and interests. The week before I left New England, I got an email about a job that sounded perfect, and within a few days of arriving in California, I was offered that job. This was January of 2011, and a few months into my new life, a tsunami hit Japan. Maybe you remember this. One of the florists I worked with was Japanese, and her family lost everything. Being in the business of planning events, there was a benefit put together by San Francisco's coolest events people to raise money for relief efforts. And at this party, I experienced a moment of total disenchantment. The people around me were talking about the decorations, about how cute the straws were in the drinks, not the reason we had gathered to raise money, and I felt frozen. I left that night knowing that if I spent my life planning parties, I would cease to know myself. And so I spent the next month going to work and then wandering the hills and neighborhoods of San Francisco when I got home. I didn't know what I would do with my life, but I knew that walking helped and it was about the only thing I could do. In clergy circles, people like to talk about discernment, which is the process of coming to a meaningful decision. But discern is a verb, an action of recognizing and distinguishing. And I, I think Bridges would argue against this way of describing the wilderness I found myself in. Because in fact, it is a time of emptiness, confusion, and a sense of chaos. 
the past is over, and the way forward is completely unknown. It's more like living in the twilight zone than it is an active process of sorting out the right thing. It's weeks of wandering San Francisco in the literal fog with no sense of what might come. Perhaps you know the feeling. And then one Friday night, I decided to take a Sabbath. I went through my usual routine of wandering the city alone. I went to bed early, and I decided I would sleep in and plan nothing for the next day. So I slept, and the next morning, I woke up with the clarity that I would be a Unitarian Universalist minister. This is true. Which was not an option that had previously occurred to me. <laughs> also true. But somehow, I knew then what lay ahead of me. I didn't know it would take a decade of winding paths and restarts, but I knew who I was becoming. And when I told my family, no one was surprised. They actually seemed relieved that I was choosing to be myself and not who I thought I should be. Now, all these years later, I find myself here in this place, in this beautiful congregation with all of you, a blessing I couldn't have imagined all those years ago. See, we are all in our various ways and moments experiencing transition in different aspects of our lives, not only individually, but collectively. Having a new minister is itself a major transition for a congregation, which is why the UUA wanted us to read this book that we're talking about today. Because to hire a new minister inevitably means that your last minister is gone, that you've spent some time sorting out how to move forward, and at the very end of it all, there's someone standing in front of you trying to learn your names. That's where we find ourselves now amidst all the welcome events and committee meetings and laughter. We have new faces and returning faces and so much joy at our being here together. But transitions are not as straightforward as they sometimes seem, and I don't assume that the only feeling amongst you is joy. Perhaps some of you still miss our last minister or you felt confused or maybe you're still sorting through some pain or anger or disappointment at how things went, and that's okay. There is space here for your joy and your grief, excitement and anger, love and frustration. See, I might be the newest person here, but I can tell you that you are a resilient people. You are incredibly kind and love this place and each other, with a joy and a fierceness that not all congregations have. In fact, that's why I chose you. I chose you because you are a people who love each other. I remember going to my first board meeting in August and being floored because you all thank each other for everything that you do every time and you mean it. There is an abundance of gratitude and kindness in this place and I feel incredibly lucky to be here. And amidst all the joy and excitement of our meeting, I want you to know that there's still space for the wilderness. 
collectively as a congregation and in your individual lives. Maybe you've just experienced a significant loss or change, a relationship ending, a move, a new diagnosis, the death of someone you love. And maybe you find yourself wandering in the fog, not sure of who you are now. Maybe you've been hoping you can just go straight to the beginning and find yourself disoriented and frustrated that things just aren't settling into place yet. Or perhaps today, you do find yourself at the beginning, steadier, more in touch with yourself, clear that something deeper, something in your spirit has changed in the space between the end and the beginning. And wherever you find yourself in this process of transition, I hope you remember the love of this place. I hope you remember that there is space here for grief and wandering, ambivalence and joy. Transition is a time when our sense of ourselves changes, individually and as a community. So before you rush towards the beginning, may you rest in the place of getting to know yourselves again. This is the growing edge. We are on holy ground. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org or visit us in person. All are welcome.